Hello friends, I am doing something that I don't generally do um, with most of my episodes, but I'm putting a little preface here before we dive in. I realized after listening to it and I was, I talk about weight, my weight in this, um, more so in regards to dress size as opposed to specific weight um, in this episode. And I just felt like I needed to do a little preface of this, of just reminding people that this is my subjective experience. It means nothing about anybody else and their journey. Um, it also, I, I know there is a tendency in our society to, I guess, skinny shame in that like, oh, you've got nothing to worry about. And the reality is I'm speaking about this journey with my body, knowing that it's not about the the dress size it's about the feeling of health and the look of health in my body and i'm not experiencing that currently and that is what i'm speaking to here so do not take anything that i share about my journey to be applicable to anybody else's in regards to that this is my subjective experience and i trust you will enjoy hearing this journey um take what you want from it I go on to share what I'm doing now um, after experiencing extremely severe postnatal depletion. So I hope this helps. Even if you are not experiencing this through the postpartum, if you are a woman who is not currently nourishing herself well, I feel you will get something out of this episode. So have an amazing day and let's get into it. Welcome to the Journey of Woman podcast, a place for women to gather, to simply sit, be, and remember who they truly are. I'm Carly, your host, and there really is nothing more magical to me than seeing what happens when women gather. When they share their stories, drop their walls, and simply meet each other heart to heart. It is here that we will be having all the conversations that pertain to womanhood. No filters, nothing off limits, just real, raw and juicy conversations. Our guests range from mostly women living in their career genius and sharing that with us, to everyday women who simply have a story in their hearts they know needs to be shared. The journey of woman is not a linear one. Stories are what bring us together, inspire us, expand what is possible and also for us to know that we are never alone. These conversations and the occasional solo cast will be filled with all the good stuff. There may be tears, there definitely will be laughs, and one thing I can guarantee you is that there will be no masks. Just real conversations with real humans. I hope you enjoy this journey as much as I do. Hello and welcome to the Journey of Woman podcast. So lovely to have you here today. I am... Yeah, excited to share this episode with you. It's something that I shared on my Instagram stories um, a little while back and it's quite a few of you who said you wanted to know more. So I'm calling this episode The Undernourished Woman and yes, I will be sharing my journey with postnatal depletion, but I'm also going to be speaking into what I see as a true pandemic (laughs) um, in that the vast majority of women, I would say, um, are extremely undernourished. And, well, as a society, I would say we're all very undernourished, yet 
the effects of that undernourishment are definitely felt more by females because of our vast hormonal matrix that we are working with. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to get started. So to go back, um, first of all, I experienced this pretty severe postnatal depletion after my fourth baby. So I'd had three babies before quite some time ago. There was an eight and a half year gap between baby number three and baby number four. Um, I would say I never probably properly nourished myself after each of those babies, um, especially the first two. I was just eating the traditional sad I call it the um, you know the typical uh, Australian diet it's often known as the American diet but Aussies we you know we're pretty much the same it's just yeah I mean we're still eating fast food back then and did a lot of home-cooked meals but so much of it was coming from packets and things like that so it definitely wasn't a lot of nourishment there was definitely no um, real amazing health foods in there so there was already depletion happening right from the beginning. Um, after my third baby with my daughter, um, it was, yeah, still not great. Um, though in those years afterwards, there was a real shift um, in me in really focusing on nourishing foods. And I was learning a lot about health and I started um, studying naturopathy. I did the first year. However... Um, yeah, I still got to a point where I was very undernourished and this definitely wasn't because I was uneducated. It was just, I definitely look back now in the college that I did my training with, there was definitely a lot of grooming around, um, a plant-based diet for sure. I can see that now, um. And just in the wellness world in general, that it was always touted as what was best. So I truly believed um, that that was where I would be heading at some point anyway. So that was kind of where I was at. So probably up until about 2016, um, 2015 maybe, I was just eating as healthy as I could. Um, was learning a lot about nutrition, still eating meat, still eating animal products. Um, and then I had, yes, yeah, so it would have been 2015. So, cause at the end of 2014, I had an experience with a dentist. Um, long story short, drilled out an amalgam in the chair with no, no, nothing other than a dental dam to kind of protect me which ultimately didn't. So there was a lot of mercury in my system. And um, from about 2015 to 2017, I suffered with extremely bad um, digestive issues. And because ultimately a whole lot of mercury had got into my system. And so all I could eat was fruit and vegetables. So for two years, that was pretty much all I could eat. And towards the end of those two years, I started working with a Chinese medicine practitioner who yeah got me back um with some really disgusting Chinese herbs they tasted awful but my goodness do those things work um and just really focusing on nourishing my body at that point it was still only with fruit and veggies but by the end of it I was starting to 
um, introduce normal foods back in and to the point where I was then able to eat anything. Um, at that point, I still wasn't eating meat. Unbeknownst to me, when I was um, right at the end of this journey, I conceived um, our fourth baby. And so throughout that pregnancy, um, interestingly, I, for the first time, had really bad morning sickness. I never vomited, but was just nauseous all day. Um, so, you know, I have a lot of theories around <laughs> lots of different things, but for me, um, personally, I definitely felt that that morning sickness was, um, looking back now, I didn't realize it at the time, but looking back now, I just realized it was cause I was so undernourished. Um, my body was just really struggling at that point with, um, being pregnant, but I was craving meat. So I definitely was eating meat throughout that pregnancy. Um, nowhere near as much as when I look back now, I wish I was, um, but it is what it is. And yeah, I ate some meat throughout that pregnancy purely because I just, well, yeah, I was feeling like I was craving it. So when I first started in those two years of eating plant-based, it wasn't like, it wasn't an ideological decision. It wasn't a, um, Oh, I want to, I want to go vegan in the back of my mind. I had was believing that, um, a plant-based diet was the best just because as I said, in the wellness world, that was really what was touted. Um, but it was more so I just had no choice. It was like, I can't eat these foods. So throughout, um, my pregnancy though, I somewhere along the lines, I don't even, don't even really know. I made the decision that I was going to go back to plant-based after I had him and even in my postpartum period. So we were in Darwin and I had some beautiful women around um, me that had offered to make some meals and a friend had the first 40 days cookbook. And yeah, gosh, I look back now and think, woman, what were you thinking? But anyway... I had to have this experience, right? So I chose all of the um, plant-based options for people to cook for me and eat in that postpartum period. So although I was nourishing myself, can you hear those birds in the background? It's like, oh, it's just gone 6 a.m. here now. So um, the birds are waking up and you may hear them. Um, this microphone picks up all the noises. So anyway I yeah so I was eating plant-based it was out of all four of my postpartum periods it was definitely the most nourishing one that I had it was the most intentional I didn't leave my house for 11 days and the only time that I did I quickly had to take my two older boys to footy training and drop them off and then come home and in those 11 days I only went outside to the balcony but never actually went down the stairs I was either in my bedroom on the couch or out on the balcony <laughs> getting some sunshine and that was um for me at that point was so nourishing um that's a whole other conversation though I think the postpartum period but ultimately what I'm focusing on in this conversation is the food that I was eating so I had gone back to eating plant-based so that went on until um, my baby was about 18 months old 
And in that time, I was eating pretty much all organic, what would be considered healthy food in the plant-based world. Um, You know, lots of salads. There's so much like, gosh, cashew everything. (laughs) Cashew creams, cashew, oh gosh, so much almonds. You know, there's so much nuts so much um i was drinking coconut milk i'd actually gone off dairy and gluten probably for a good 10 years i reckon um and i don't regret that because i was having supermarket dairy so i'm glad i went off it and i'd been on coconut milk for years um uh not anymore i will go into what i'm eating now soon but um yeah it was i still don't have gluten and um, I guess I do have sourdough, so there's gluten in there. But other than that, you know, that's mostly been broken down. Um, but other than that, I don't, yeah, I don't have um, gluten, especially from wheat, because wheat just really does not agree with my system. So um, other than that, I haven't really cut out any foods in particular. So I will share more on how I'm eating now. But firstly, yeah, there was 18 months of no nourishment. I wasn't nourished. And, um, what ended up happening. So I was also extremely skinny, but not healthy skinny, you know, like I was, um, I look at photos now I've looked back and I can just see, um, I've always been a small frame, like a size eight Aussie. Um, but even though I was still kind of around that size there's like, there's a lot of um, cellulite on my body and I'd lost a lot of muscle tone and um, yeah just looked really undernourished and so um, fast forward to around yeah 2020 and uh, my body just started craving meat again so I started eating a little bit of meat and um yeah, the timeline is all a little bit blurry of exactly what happened when I look back now. I'm like, did that, this happen first or did that happen first? Or I can't really remember. But um, ultimately, I did start, I was putting on some weight. I was also um, having some neurological stuff going on just from this extreme postnatal depletion. And I actually, it was around this time that I came across... Um, Oscar Seralak's book, The Postnatal Depletion Cure. And when I read that book, I was like, holy shit, this is what is happening to me. Um, And so that kind of begun a journey. I worked with the, so first of all, I went to a doctor because I, a female doctor who I had been to before and had believed she was reasonably holistic, but she basically just laughed at me when I told her, you know, like I'm putting on weight, which is not normal for me. And it wasn't like healthy weight. I could see there was a lot of you know extra fat and I'm okay with putting on weight if I look and feel healthy, but I didn't. And I knew there was something going on, but she basically just laughed at me because she's like, you're not overweight. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I know I'm not overweight, but I am for me and there's something going on in my body anyway she didn't believe me I asked for some tests particularly my thyroid um, but at that time I didn't really know exactly the right test to ask for I just 
was kind of hoping I could trust her and to say, I know, I basically just said, I know there's these other tests that we need to do with the thyroid, but I'm not sure exactly what they are other than the normal Medicare ones. I said, I'm happy to pay for it. I just want to get them done. Um, anyway, she didn't order the right test. So I never really at that point got my thyroid tested properly. And just going back, like I had been to her previously, like um, a few years before, maybe like 2015. And I actually um, had uh, a goiter at that point, um, which was after the dental incident um, as a potential, like it wasn't diagnosed that that was a goiter, but I had, I think I ended up having a um, ultrasound or something. There's some test that was done and they said that you know it's something we needed to keep an eye on so even with this history she was still kind of like not really taking me seriously so I found another doctor and he was amazing he ordered every test under the sun that he was allowed to there was more that he said he would love to do but basically if he did he would get in trouble because you know, tests that show things that we really need to know and want to know are kind of outlawed. Um, so anyway, he gave me all the tests that he could and sent me along to a nutritionist who he knew could do all this extra testing. And so, um, I worked with that nutritionist and, um, really that was when the really the start of really starting to nourish my body again properly and I realized how severely I had been under eating it was really hard for me to eat the amount of food that they were telling me I have to eat (laughs) Um, I really struggled with it and um yeah it's because just really high nutrient dense food and my body just wasn't used to it and so I was working with the nutritionist they did a huge amount of blood work which was really amazing I wasn't um overly like I don't love the looking back now I don't really love the supplements that I was taking because they were synthetic I you know synthetic vitamins and minerals and things like that which I certainly don't take now but I'll share more about that when I share what I'm what I am doing um But yeah, ultimately, that was really the start of my journey of really learning how to nourish myself again. And it's been a long process because I am still breastfeeding, um, almost four and a half years now of breastfeeding and feeling more and more like myself every day. Um, But it's definitely been a slower journey because, well, multiple things, we also... Um, many of you will know about the little adventure over to Western Australia last year, which definitely made, um, eating properly harder when you're traveling. Um, and also because I am breastfeeding and also because my focus as much as my mind really wanted my focus to be on losing weight. Um, I would say, you know, I'm around a size 12 in most clothes right now in Australia, Australian 12. Um, which is the biggest I've ever been in my life. Even I wasn't even in size 12 when I was pregnant or postpartum. Um, so it's been a real journey with my mind of just being in complete acceptance of where my body is at right now and not wanting to focus on losing weight in inverted commas, um, or air quotes, if you are (laughs) in the Northern hemisphere listening to this, um, 
and really just have my focus be on nourishing my body. And that has been a massive, I'm going to say mind fuck. Sorry if you have children around, but you know, it's such a counterintuitive way of thinking for the vast majority of us because we're so focused on um, what we've been conditioned to be focused on, right? So it's been a lot. It's been a big journey with my mind and acceptance of my body. Um, And I knew that had to come first. And so right now I'm in a phase of just, yeah, really focusing on nourishment and still eating more. I still struggle with it. (laughs) I do. Um, I know that I'm still not eating enough throughout the day. And what I see with this um, fast undernourishment that is happening with women, there's one of three things that, that happens. So we're either just eating the wrong foods altogether, but potentially eating enough. Um, but they're so void of nutrients, you're undernourished. The second is you are you are actually eating the right foods. You're eating nutrient-dense foods, but you're not eating enough of them. Or third, and this was definitely me, not eating the right foods and not eating enough of it. Um, so I was definitely not eating the right foods. I was eating just salads and um, veggies and fruit and things that aren't necessarily bad, but I was there was no nourishment in that, especially while breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is a massive stressor on the body. Um, and I wasn't giving my body what it needed. So I, my personal opinion and belief is no woman in her reproductive years should be on a plant-based diet. That is, I, I will stand by that unless something can show me the, uh, otherwise, but for the vast majority of women that I see in my world who are plant-based when, even if they don't see it, I can see they're severely undernourished, especially if they are breastfeeding and, um, you know, we, we idolize skinny in this world. And so, um, interestingly for me, I really didn't realize anything was up until I started putting on weight. That was the key for me. That was like, Hey, what's going on? This is not what my body does normally. Um, while I was skinny, it didn't bother me, even though looking back now, I can see my body didn't really didn't look or feel nourished, but because I was skinny, it was fine. So it's a really fascinating, fascinating thing. So when we're eating the wrong foods and not enough of them, that's obviously the worst of the, of the situation. Um, and add in breastfeeding and there you go. That's, that was postnatal depletion in a nutshell for me. Add in the fact that I'd already had three babies and they say you lose about 25% of your minerals. I think with each pregnancy, I definitely did not breastfeed as long. My other three kids, um, and, but still, you know, it is still, still happening there. So, um, yeah, so I was already very naturally depleted, um, had been eating this plant-based diet prior to pregnancy, mostly plant-based diet, I would say throughout pregnancy and then plant-based in my postpartum. So when I was working with the nutritionist, I mostly, what I, I learned through that process um, was so much of what 
I guess I already knew through my studies in natural health, but for whatever reason, um, I had come to the conclusion that because in, in even at a university level, there was no differentiation on protein sources. So it was like, well, you can get protein from seeds and nuts and legumes and blah, blah, blah. Or you can get them from animal products. But there wasn't like, there was no talk on bioavailability and there was no talk on um, just how much more nutrient dense certain foods are over others so there was no differentiation between the macros if that makes sense so for the vast majority of people walking out of those courses unless they really start to question these things for themselves um, that's what their belief system is going to be that they're all basically created equal and so unless you are really well informed um, and look for information sources outside of kind of the mainstream, even in an alternative, like the wellness community is so full of misinformation. It is crazy. And um, I shared a post on this on my Instagram the other day about um, the vast majority of research, like 99.99999% of research when it comes to diet and exercise is all done on men and postmenopausal women because you know women whose hormones fluctuate aren't exactly what scientists want in their studies to be able to get a conclusive result um, <clears throat> it's a lot harder for them to do that and often when there is studies on women it will only be done at certain um, times of the cycle so all that to say the vast majority of research out there is not going to be applicable to you if you are a woman in your reproductive years and you need to keep that in mind things like intermittent fasting just fasting in general juice fasting so much of like um the different exercise kind of stuff that goes around keto all of those things they they are not healthy for women in their reproductive years and for the vast um majority of the time they actually have the opposite effect of what the research is actually saying so it's really important to be very discerning it's very important to really listen to your body weightlifting is great for women in their reproductive years um, in saying that though it needs to be done properly and it needs to be um, you need to be nourishing yourself properly and this is where my focus is at right now I have started lifting weights again after many years of thinking that's not for women. Women shouldn't be doing that. Um, I am a personal trainer in a past life. I haven't really worked as a PT for probably 10 years now, um, but obviously the knowledge is still all there. And so there was a part of me that very much believed in that for a long time and then stepped into the new age world and was very much like, that's too masculine. This is not how we should be exercising. And I stopped doing it for a really long time, even though it made me feel good. Um, it's so fascinating how easily we can be, I can be led astray. I'll say, I'm not going to say we, I'm not going to speak for you, but if you are like me and you have been, um, under that same illusion distortion, um, I would invite you to question that belief because it's not actually true. And lifting weights is actually super important for our bodies and our metabolism. 
So after my many years of, so even going back again, even before I was plant-based for years, I was doing juice fasting. I was doing all the different detoxes under the sun (laughs) and putting a lot of strain and pressure on my body. So there was already that happening as well. So just after years of doing the wrong thing, my, my metabolism was shot and I'm still in a um, phase of healing that. So what my focus is now, I want to share, you know, I've spent the last 25 minutes sharing kind of my story of like, this is the shit that went down (laughs) and there is light at the end of the tunnel and There are ways that we can support our body that do not require us to starve ourselves, do not require us to not eat. In fact, we should be eating more, if anything. Um, It's all about eating the right things. It's all about eating the right time. And super important thing for women is keeping our blood sugar regulated. Um, That is a huge issue that is really not spoken about. Um, enough anyway. Um, so these are some of the key things that, um, we really need to be focusing on. So what do I eat now? Like I, first thing in the morning, I make sure my body knows that there is food coming and because I'm up early, I, I can't eat a big breakfast straight away. So I make a egg yolk hot chocolate. So Um, That reel is on my Instagram feed if you want to check it out. Um, And I make sure, you know, I had in as much nourishment into that as I can. So some collagen or bone broth or whatever I can so that my body is straight away receiving nutrients as soon as I get up. And then I, you know, half an hour, an hour later, I'll have breakfast. And so what is really important with our meals is one we need to be eating regularly about every three to four hours Um, and they need to be balanced meals so we need to be having good quality nutrient dense protein so eggs meat um, organ meat if you can handle it if not I'll talk about some supplementation that I have been taking I've just actually introduced liver into my diet for the first time ever so I'll share about that in a minute as well but um and then good fats and carbohydrates we need all of them and they need to be in balance so it's not about cutting anything out it's not about these low carb diets and all of this stuff it's just it is destroying our bodies we need all of them i don't believe that um it is healthy to be cutting out so much food and you know anything that's been demonized um is actually probably a clue of stuff that our body needs sugar for one has been demonized and actually that it's what our entire system is run off of we need glucose to um, for energy and so it's not about not eating sugar it's about having it one in you know the right amounts not going crazy but using it (laughs) you know don't just be eating lots of sugar and then sitting on the couch like our body also needs to be moving and using up this energy so yeah my that's what i i'm eating a lot of um a lot of meats snacks are things like jerky um biltong if i have fruit i make sure i have protein with it to keep my um 
blood sugar balanced. Basically, if I eat anything kind of higher um, that, you know, could potentially spike the blood sugar, I will make sure I have a protein source with it. Um, I, yeah, so I recently made a chicken liver pate, which was not as, um, terrible as I had imagined it was going to be. And it actually didn't taste too bad. I have that on some sourdough toast. So as I said, I do have sourdough, so there is gluten in sourdough. Um, however, through the process, I make sure the sourdough I buy has been a long ferment, not just a few hours. And then I, um, because then the gluten is really broken down and much more easy for us to digest because that's generally the issue with gluten is that we just can't digest it. Um, so, so sourdough, I find fine. I don't have any kind of issue with that in my body. And I, yeah, just put some lots of butter on there and then some um, of the pate. And I'll share the link to the recipe that I used. It was actually really... Um, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I think it's a pretty good recipe as far as like <clears throat> flavors go. And then just some sliced tomato or something like that on there. So it makes it very easy for me to get in because obviously we want to get as much of our nourishment from foods rather than supplementation. If however, you are not getting enough through your food, then I would suggest whole food supplements. So not if you're, if you're wanting vitamin C, not ascorbic acid or, you know, the synthetic versions of that vitamin, but actually a wild um, vitamin C. In Australia, we get it made with um, kakadu plum, which is native here, but then camu camu is a wild, is a native, uh, is a whole food version of um, vitamin C. Just seek it out. There will be, there will be different um, products that have it, but our bodies know what to do with it when it comes in a whole food situation it's got all the other things in it as well because something in isolation our bodies kind of can't absorb it and just don't really know what to do with it because it's synthetic right so um up until recently and i still will continue taking them it's just that i've been um, having the real liver each day but i have been taking a desiccated liver supplement which basically was just um, beef liver that has been uh, dried and then um, mulled down into capsules so it's still the whole food it's still the liver it's just was a much easier way for me to get that into my body without actually having to eat the thing because <laughs> again it's a mind over matter thing and I'm slowly just opening my mind to eating more um, more foods that um, I previously wasn't able to kangaroo is another one I was not able to if I knew it was kangaroo, I just couldn't eat it, but we have been introducing that into our diet just for variety for different meats. Um, you know, each animal is going to bring different things into our body and kangaroo for all of us Aussies. Um, it's, you know, you know, there's no farming of kangaroos. It's all wild. So they're eating their natural wild diet. Um, they're killed humanely. Um, they're pretty strict on the whole process of um, culling the kangaroos and um, yeah, it's just a nice really clean meat so um, yeah so raw milk is the other thing is that I've um, introduced back into my diet um, a couple of years ago is dairy but only in the raw form every now and then if I if they run out um, 
especially when we're having the floods here, it was hard to get. So I would just have some organic dairy, but still that's not ideal because it's been processed and you know it does not have the same effect on our body as what raw dairy does. So I eat a lot of butter, grass-fed, organic butter. Um, what else? Eggs. So I'm eating lots of eggs. And just basically all of these foods that nature provides us and... I know for a lot of women, um, and I've had women around me, that it's been a really difficult journey for them that um, they've been plant-based for a really long time. There's a lot of ideology around that that has been very intentionally put out into the world. Um, I mean, go back, go back in time, and I, you know, for the it wasn't even a thing it wasn't even a thing to only eat plants like we've eaten animals for as far back as as we can remember but um it's been quite a journey for them knowing like their body is showing them very clearly that they need to be eating animal products and yet the ideology is so strong that they just haven't been able to um and i've had many conversations in my dms um and just with friends in in real life about you know that journey for them and for some they have got past that and they are now eating animal products and feeling the healthiest they have felt in a really long time and some aren't there yet they're still battling with that and um yeah i have so much compassion for that journey because it is big the mind is a very powerful thing and yeah it's it's something though that i do believe um that that we need to work through because um, you just can't beat the nourishment that comes from animal products and without going into all of it too far um, yeah there's just I mean it's 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 about really having discernment that's the thing there's a lot of rabbit holes you can go down but it's really having discernment on um is this food really nourishing me? Is this bowl of lettuce, as my husband would say when he, when we would look back um, on photos, I'm like, my gosh, look how my, look how skinny I was, and he's like, yeah, it's because you were living on leaves. <laughs> it's like so the whole time, my the rest of my family was not living on leaves; they were still eating meat um, and being nourished. I was not so. Um, yeah, there was, there's no there's no nourishment in that. Yes, it's great for cleaning out the colon or whatever. And yes, there's some vitamins and things that we get for it. But really, at the end of the day, there is no real nourishment that is coming. So if you are on this journey as well, if you are wondering if you might be undernourished, first of all, look at what you're eating and um, is it really a source of nourishment for you? Look at how often you are eating, um, and then if you you know if you're always tired and you're feeling this fatigue constantly, um, that was definitely a big indicator for me. No matter how much sleep I had, I was waking up tired, and um, my nails really brittle. I lost a lot of hair without actually realizing it because it wasn't falling out in clumps, but it was just this consistent loss of hair. So my hair got really thin. Um, especially when it comes to blood sugar, if you're really moody and, um, 
irritable a lot that can definitely indicate some blood sugar issues and just undernourishment in general um if you are finding that um you're craving certain foods and binging on certain foods even though they may not necessarily be nourishing it's like your body is looking for something and you may not necessarily know what and it thinks it's going to get it from something because you know might be chips and it's the salt or whatever but it's because there's some other stuff going on underneath um that there's these cravings that are happening so that's uh, that's a pretty good sign as well that there's undernourishment um not going to go into this now but uh, you know the whole oh gosh the whole um iron thing uh, and even this i didn't even learn about this in my studies which is so fascinating to me um but in all of my pregnancies i was um had extremely low iron um was considered anemic in at least one of them and was taking these horrible iron supplements <laughs> um oh gosh if i knew about liver now uh, back then i definitely would have been taking that um but one, you know, especially in pregnancy, low iron is, there's so much more to it. There is, um, it's actually quite normal in the last uh, trimester to have low iron. There's also uh, information around um, uh, being a copper deficiency. So if you're someone who has been told that you're anemic or your iron is low or you're ferritin stores are low or blah 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 whatever um i'll put some links in the show notes but um real food gangsters i would say he he gives it the most simple explanations of this um to really understand what's going on in your body but there's a few others that speak about it too and just this pro-metabolic style of eating i will share some of the links in the show notes so you can check them out i am certainly not an expert in all of this um it's just I'm just sharing my own journey and what I'm learning along the way and how I am feeling nourished in my body right now um, and then giving you some tools and information to go forward with and do your own research don't take what I say as the gospel truth you've got to feel into what's true for you get information from sources that are really um speaking the truth and um not under not under the illusions and distortions of so much of the spiritual community um yeah so or the other thing if you are really struggling to exercise one of the things for me was even when I finally finally have enough energy to feel like I could exercise I would exercise and it would wipe me out for two weeks I'd be buggered I could not even get up again so even if it's not that extreme for you if you are exercising but just feeling really tired and lacking strength and um yeah you're feeling worse after than you did before that's a really clear sign that you're undernourished so um yeah I feel like so much is coming back full circle for me around what I learned in my personal training days we never learned um and I would say I went to one of the best 
um, academies in Australia. He was really, he's really good, um, especially at the fitness side. Um, was good with the nutrition to a degree, but what I've learned since, um, I don't necessarily agree with all of it. It was just a very traditional kind of gym diet. Um, but what there was nothing about, and this is purely because there is no research about it to share. And so I can understand this isn't coming through in the vast majority of courses is that like how to train women in their reproductive years, because it's different. We need to exercise differently. We have to do things in alignment with our cycle and we need to be nourishing ourselves differently. We need to be doing different types of exercises at different points in our cycle. And, um, yeah, it's just, there is so much, um, misinformation out there because everything that is shared is talked about from the research and that research as I said earlier has all been done on men so I will also share a few um, accounts that are you know talking about this as well in regards to exercising in in alignment with your cycle but also exercising and eating um in a pro-metabolic way. So you're not destroying your metabolism. Exercise is great, but it does need to be done properly. Um, otherwise we be, can actually be having the opposite effect of what we're trying to achieve. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, I did actually record this podcast before, um, and I went into a lot more detail of my whole journey with postnatal depletion and didn't share so much, um, on what you can do and like where to now. And I just thought, Oh, this is really missing that piece. So I've re-recorded it. Yes. I've shared a bit about my journey with postnatal depletion, but it's like, I didn't want that to actually be the, um, focus so much as to more so like if you are also in this place and it doesn't even have to be postnatally. If you, I mean, even if you've had no children, if you're undernourished, this is going to apply. But even if you had children 20 years ago and you're undernourished, this is still going to apply. Postpartum is effectively the rest of your life, right? It's all, it's after having a baby (laughs) and these effects of growing a little human inside of us that um, you know, they take all the nourishment that they need, which is a beautiful design on, um, the part of, of humans, you know, these babies are are taking everything they need, but if a mother is not getting that back through her diet, then she is going to be the one that is depleted. So, um, yeah. And I mean, I'm going to speak more into the postpartum. I've mentioned, this before, like I really feel drawn to working with postpartum women around definitely nourishment, but just being there to support them in that phase, because I think it's, it is another, um, massive issue in our society of how we leave new mums and new being, whether it's your first baby or your fifth baby, you're still a new mum every time you know, you have another baby, you're reborn as another new version of yourself. And we're, you know, leaving mothers to basically fend for themselves and often with other children and husbands are having to go back to work. And it's a lot, you know, there's a lot and it's hard to then, you know, keep the nourishment up for yourself. And 
add in the fact that we've been so miseducated about so much of it um yeah and it's a real problem in our society so I definitely feel such a strong pull to step into more of that work um while also still working with women in relation to their cycles and exercising and eating in alignment with that um really feels like an avenue that I'm really going to be stepping into um given my experience and also my past lives of you know what I have done in my work and my studies um it just makes sense that that's where I'm heading and I'm still in it I'm still in it myself and I really I just know when I come out the other side that's when um I will be ready to work with women around that because it will be a fully integrated and embodied experience so right now I'm just sharing my journey I'm sharing what I have learned thus far I'm giving you some um links to check out for yourself if you want to have a chat um I'm you know my dms are always open just send me a message I'm happy to chat um and if you found yourself in a similar position you know I just so much empathy for you it was a really horrible time in my life Um, I feel so grateful that I am back to having some strength to actually be able to exercise there was a point there where I couldn't even ride my bike to the end of my street I had no strength in my legs whatsoever and that was really humbling experience to realize that that's how far my body had gone because I was very sporty and athletic throughout pretty much my whole life um to then go on and have no strength at all was yeah it was very very confronting so just know that our bodies are amazing we can bounce back not bounce back it's not a quick thing but we can come back from these experiences provided we give our bodies what they need and they they just need foods that are very bioavailable to them um and that are extremely nutrient dense and that's what things like animal products animal fats animal meats organ meats if you can if you can go there um for me i only feel uh, really drawn to liver at this point so i'm just i'm starting there if i ever feel drawn to others then sure i'm not against them um at all i feel like our bodies show us what we need and um yeah but if you can't eat them like i couldn't for a really long time um then start with some really good quality um supplements you can also get you know heart and other bits and pieces um can sometimes what are they called they're like an ancestral blend that will have different organ meats kind of all blended in and then put into a capsule um so anything like that is going to really really help your body to get back on track so i'm going to leave it there for today thank you so much for joining me um yeah nourish the mothers this is this is the this little three words just keeps coming back to me over and over and over again nourish the mothers this is so important for humanity as a whole because when a mother is nourished she is then able to nourish her family when a mother is depleted it takes all of your strength literally to just get out of bed each day and you're literally just in survival and so I do believe this is where 
we need to start um just like the menarche is the inception point i believe for really um for women to learn and understand about the power of their bodies um the nourishment piece is also so important because when a when a mother is nourished the children are nourished and the husband is nourished and it's just that same ripple effect so anyway have an amazing day and yeah feel free to reach out and um if you have enjoyed this this is something i've never actually asked before in my podcast but i feel like if i want to reach more people this is important so if you have enjoyed this if you've gotten anything out of this it would mean so much to me to for you to go and leave a little five star review on here i've never asked for reviews on here but i feel like yeah now is the time i need to just ask because you know for the most part people just don't think of it even if they have got so much out of listening to a podcast it's not something we naturally will just automatically go and do unless prompted so if you have um and you feel called to um i would be ever so grateful for that the more reviews you have um particularly five star reviews you have the more um a podcast is promoted so um other people can see it and um also get these um stories and information also into their ears so have yourself an amazing day or night wherever you are at right now listening to this and i will see you in the next episode thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the journey of woman podcast it truly is the greatest honor to have you take time out of your day to have these words land in your ears Time is so precious and it truly means the world to me. You choose to invest your time here with me and my guests. And one final note before I leave you today, if you enjoyed this episode, then please take a screenshot and share it over on the gram or Facebook and make sure you tag me and my guests and tell us what you loved about it. When you share with your friends and family, that helps me to get these episodes into more ears and for that I am truly truly grateful have yourself an amazing day and I will see you